From the rising of the sun, even unto the going down of the same, my name shall be great among the Gentiles. And in every place incense shall be offered unto my name, and a pure offering. For my name shall be great among the heathen, saith the Lord of hosts. O Lord, open thou our lips. Mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. O come, let us sing unto the Lord. Let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving, and show ourselves glad in him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God, and a great King above all gods. In his hand are all the corners of the earth, and the strength of the hills is his also. The sea is his, and he made it, and his hands prepared the dry land. O come, let us worship and fall down, and kneel before the Lord our Maker. For he is the Lord our God, and we are the people of his pasture, and the sheep of his hand. Today, if ye will hear his voice, harden not your hearts, as in the provocation, as in the day of temptation in the wilderness. When your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works. Forty years long was I grieved with this generation, and said, It is a people that do err in their hearts, for they have not known my ways. Unto whom I swear in my wrath, that they should not enter into my rest. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Psalm 92 on the bottom of page 455. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord, and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most Highest. To tell of thy loving kindness early in the morning, and of thy truth in the night season. Upon an instrument of ten strings, and upon the lute. Upon a loud instrument, and upon the harp. For thou, Lord, hast made me glad through thy works, and I will rejoice in giving praise for the operations of thy hands. O Lord, how glorious are thy works! Thy thoughts are very deep. An unwise man doth not well consider this, and a fool doth not understand it. When the ungodly are green as the grass, and when all the workers of wickedness do flourish, then shall they be destroyed forever. But thou, Lord, art the most highest forevermore. For lo, thine enemies, O Lord, lo, thine enemies shall perish, and all the workers of wickedness shall be destroyed. But my horn shall be exalted like the horn of a unicorn, for I am anointed with fresh oil. Mine eye also shall see his lust of mine enemies, and mine ear shall hear his desire of the wicked that arise up against me. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree, and shall spread abroad like a cedar in Lebanon. Such as are planted in the house of the Lord, shall flourish in the courts of the house of our God. They also shall bring forth more fruit in their age, and shall be fat and well-liking. That they may show how true the Lord my strength is, and that there is no unrighteousness in him. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth verse of the thirtieth chapter of Proverbs. 
Who has ascended into heaven or descended? Who has gathered the wind in his fists? Who has bound the waters in a garment? Who has established all the ends of the earth? What is his name and what is his son's name, if you know? Every word of God is pure. He is a shield to those who put their trust in him. Do not add to his words, lest he rebuke you and you be found a liar. Two things I request of you. Deprive me not before I die. Remove falsehood and lies far from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me, lest I be full and deny you, and say, Who is the Lord? Or lest I be poor and steal, and profane the name of my God. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom, praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven, praised and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 18th verse of the second chapter of First Peter. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. For this is commendable, if because of conscience towards God one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. For what credit is it if, when you are beaten for your faults, you take it patiently? But when you do good and suffer, if you take it patiently, this is commendable before God. For to this you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that you should follow in his steps. Who committed no sin, nor was deceit found in his mouth? When he, who when he was reviled did not revile in return, when he suffered he did not threaten, but committed himself to who judges righteously, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, having died to sins, might live for righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. For you were like sheep going astray, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we being delivered out of the hand of our enemies might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him, all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, 
for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with, our, with your spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not the Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee to keep thy church and household continually in thy true religion, that they who do lean only upon the hope of thy, ever, thy heavenly grace may evermore be defended by thy mighty power, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, and knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries, through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Morning to all. The passages in the New Testament where it talks about servants being submissive to their masters cause some, you know, some consternation in, in sort of modern discussions, but we should be aware of a few things. First, the servants that um, Peter's talking about here, the word is household servant, and it was just a common labor arrangement in the ancient world. Um, 
uh, and uh, they, they didn't have a lot of rights, but workers in the ancient world didn't have a lot of rights in, in general uh, relative to where we are in the, in the contemporary world. And, but the point of the, of the rules that, that St. Peter is giving, whether being submitting to the government yesterday, uh, submitting to, you know, servants submitting to masters today, or when he gets into family uh, tomorrow, we read it. Um, it's all the framework of we are, we are resident aliens in the world, and we're living in this world according to the standards of the kingdom of God which is present now through the Spirit and will come in full when our Lord comes. So this is not instructions about what is, you know, ultimately what's going to get you the best end result in this world or, 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 or even that when the submission seems to have something unjust about it, it's, it's about living for Christ and waiting, and this is the key in this passage here, and desiring the verdict that comes from him as opposed to the verdict that comes from some temporal source. And what St. Peter does in this passage here, uh, he, he draws a parallel between a servant suffering in a household, a worker in a household suffering uh, under a sort of a obnoxious or, or, or cruel even, uh, house, household leader um, with Christ, who did no sin, uh, guile was not found in his mouth, but he committed himself to him who judges righteously. And so Christ in the crucifixion, nothing was just on Good Friday as our Lord walked to the cross, but he endured, he endured it faithfully, and nothing about what was done to him caused him to respond in sin. And therefore he dies and, and offers himself completely to the Father who judges in the favor of the Son by raising him from the dead and declaring him to be the righteous one. And part of the, the, the long-term narrative of the New Testament then is that the judgment that eventually comes on Israel in AD 70, the hand of the Roman legions, is, is the just judgment of God for their rejection of the righteous one. And the implication is that the same principle plays out in our lives as we seek to do what is right always as citizens of the kingdom because we want the verdict that comes from God the Father. Therefore, we do not react to anything that happens to us in this world. Do not allow us to draw us into a reactive, sinful response because if we respond in sin to the evil done to us, then we are also liable to the judgment that comes upon that. But if we continue in righteous behavior, committing ourselves to the Father, the implication is that at the end, we're going to get a, uh, that verdict from the Father, You're, you, you were in the right, and those who ever wronged us, if they remain unrepentant and, and don't turn to God, they will experience some form of judgment for it. So it's not, it, it, this is, the, the verdict therefore is, is looking for the verdict from the righteous judge, he who judges righteously, and not taking justice into our own hands. So a servant, a household servant, acting righteously, doing what he's supposed to do, even though his boss is, is being difficult, um, is not saying this is a good thing, or uh, I, I'm, 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 I'm by my uh, behavior giving approval to this, he is saying, I'm waiting, I'm looking for God to judge in my favor.
uh, waiting for that righteous judgment of God. This transfers over for ourselves into any number of circumstances in life. So I think when we think of the word servant, think of it broadly as being stuck in any place you don't want to be or you can't get out of it. And even we think, you know, modern workers have all these rights. Well, a lot of them are pretty pretty discontented, pretty dissatisfied. A lot of companies aren't the greatest to work for, ask you to do things you don't want to do. And, and the whole point there is when we do our work as unto the Lord and not as unto others, we, we, we continue to do our best. And strangely enough, that tends to work out better even in time, not only eternity, uh, because when we become reactive, we're, if somebody does something, we respond by, for example, you know, we have a job, so the boss is mean, so we decide, I'm just not going to do my job today. We become, you know, that sort of aggressive where we're going to steal something from the company to make up for this or something or, you know, take home a box of pencils. Whatever it is we find, justify ourselves. That is being drawn into the, the, the justice of the world, and then we're going to be subject to judgment uh, with that. Um, and so, as so St. Peter says, what, what good is it if you're beaten for your faults, you do something wrong, you, you suffer, what good is that? But if you continue to do the right thing, we, we're blessed. So it, it comes back to living in the world as citizens of the kingdom, and this is the key thing, looking for the verdict that comes from the Father that our behavior was right, and not being drawn into sin, reactivity and sin, by all, all that's going on in the world around us. And this, incidentally, is why we must stay in our prayer, because only by staying in that relationship to God through our prayer can we avoid, we will get distracted, we get brought back to that right focus and that right orientation for our behavior. A few thoughts on First Peter today. O oh God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldst be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially we pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. And this we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life. 
but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that 